Now that's more like it. Welcome to the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Chris McPherson, joined alongside Ike Reese. And in the Eagles' first five games, the Eagles had a 2-3 and three record, but the combined differential in terms of points was only 21. Well, the Eagles took care of that and a whole lot more tonight, routing the New York Giants by a score of 34-13. They jumped on them early, had a 24-6 halftime lead, and never looked back. A complete dominating effort in all three phases. Finally, this is the type of game that we've been looking for from this football team since the start of the 2018 season. Everything coming together for this team. And Ike, as the Eagles used an early season win against the Giants last season to propel themselves, you can go way back when you were with the team in 2003, that Brian Westbrook punt return touchdown. Can this be the game that finally showcases what the Eagles can do and jumpstarts them going into the middle part here of this 2018 campaign. I really think it can be, Chris, and we'll get into exactly why I feel that way. There's some numbers that we take away from this game that I'm very encouraged by. It's a short week. You're on the road. You're against a divisional opponent that's as desperate, if not more desperate, than you are as a team. So to go up to MetLife Stadium and come out with this type of dominating performance, really your best performance overall as a team all year long, that gives me a lot of hope for the, uh, uh, the near future here that this team may have found this mojo and can turn this thing around and get to start and start playing the type of Eagles football that we anticipated them playing coming into the 2018 season. Well, what's beautiful about this win is the Eagles are now 3-3 three and three on the season, but in first place in the NFC East, start off the NFC slate undefeated 1-0, so huge win from that perspective. They get 10 days off before facing off another tough NFC contender in the Carolina Panthers, a game that they'll get at home. So they'll get some rest. And there's some key injuries we're going to have to talk about here. Jason Peters left the game with a biceps injury. Lane Johnson gutted through, but he has a high ankle sprain, so will he be okay? Darren Sproles, maybe you get him back. But Sidney Jones, he left the game with a hamstring injury. So you were down to some key reserves there along the offensive line and in the secondary but the Eagles able to push through against a Giants team that was just overmatched from the start of the game. Eli Mang throwing the early interception to Kamu Gruje Hill, and then the Eagles capitalizing as Carson Wentz was brilliant on third down in this game, completing his first 10 passes, also very good in the red zone as he's rolling to his right, throws across his body, and then Alshon Jeffrey scores the first of his two touchdowns to get the Eagles on the board 7-0. And again, the biggest difference compared to this week as compared to two weeks ago when they were in Tennessee and they had a 14-3 second half lead, lost that lead, a 17-3 second half lead, lost the lead before losing the game in overtime, is they jumped up early in the Giants and never looked back. In, in many facets of this game, Watching the Giants, to me, Ike, was watching the Eagles through the first five games of the season where they had a playmaker in Saquon Barkley who could move the ball down the field, but once in the red zone, they couldn't capitalize. The defense couldn't get enough timely stops on third down to get off the field to give themselves good field position, and ultimately, they just wore down in the end, and the Giants showing really no fight in the second half because the Eagles took the big lead going into the second half and then extended it by grinding out the clock in the third quarter. They had the ball for over 12 minutes yeah. in the third quarter alone to really just put the game away at that point tonight. Yeah, great job by the Eagles recognizing they're going up against a team that not only are they struggling on the field, they're struggling off the field in the locker room, turmoil, lack of cohesiveness, really a team that's trying to find something to hang their hat on from a positive note 
to really find a reason to fight to salvage this season. Great job by the Eagles tonight, not giving them anything to hang their hat on. A team like the Giants in a desperate situation the way they are playing as poorly as they played for the majority of the season is they're looking for anything to spark them. So a lackadaisical effort by the Eagles tonight could have been that sort of formula for the Giants to sort of try to salvage their season. I love the way the Eagles came out. They played clean football. I mean, from a turnover standpoint, keeping Carson Wentz clean for the majority of the night, gave up one sack tonight. Uh, we'll get into one of the other key factors that I thought they needed to clean up, which is the self-inflicted wounds, the penalties. They didn't have any of those things tonight. So really, the Giants looking for some help from their opponent didn't get it tonight from the Eagles. The Eagles came with their A game, and when the Giants couldn't answer the bell, the Eagles continue to pile up the points on them. And I love that. When you got a team down like the New York Giants, you can't give them any hope, can't give them any life. And had the Eagles came into this game tonight playing the way they had been playing in previous weeks where you have the self-inflicted wounds, where you have the turnovers, where you give a, uh, your opponent a short field. Those are the type of things that could have kept the Giants in this game and gave them some false hope that they could somehow win this game. I love the way the Eagles came in tonight and really dominated this game from start to finish. Much agree. We're going to hear from head coach Doug Peterson and quarterback Carson Wentz in just a little bit. We're going to have a film breakdown segment to highlight some of the key plays and how they came to fruition for the Eagles. And we're also going to go into the Sports Radio 94 WIP booth with Merrill Reese and Mike Quick in our Merrill Camp feature as they bring us some of those key plays to light for us tonight. But Ike, you talked about how the Eagles just got some of those self-inflicted wounds out of the way. And one of the things that I loved from the Eagles tonight was there were some some plays like early in the game, the third quarter pass, there was a third, third down pass that was Carson Wentz's arm was hit, the ball goes flying in the air. And the way the Eagles have played the first couple of weeks of the season, that probably would have been an interception. interception yeah. You know, something would have gone against the Eagles there. But Nelson Aguilar makes a heads-up play, comes down with the ball, and makes a big gain out of it there. In the third quarter, Wendell Smallwood puts the ball on the ground. He's able to recover it, even though initially it looked like the Giants, Alex Ogletree had it. However, the Eagles were able to get the ball back on the review, and they converted a couple key third downs thanks to Jordan Matthews to keep that drive alive and extend some time off the clock when the Eagles were already milking that 24-6 lead. So just being very opportunistic was something that we haven't seen from the Eagles in the first month plus of the season. They were able to be that and a whole lot more here tonight. Yeah, and you mentioned Carson. You know, we can't go long talking about this team without talking about the no. play of number 11. And I, I thought he, he, was, he was at his best today. You're talking about third down where he's 10 for 10 at one point. He completed his first 10 passes on third down. His red zone efficiency. I thought he was awesome tonight. He continues to get better each game that he's out there. I thought he was more decisive with the football. Didn't hold on to it. Able to get rid of it quick. Get the ball out of his hands. Let his playmakers make some plays. And really played a nice clean game. Loved the, loved the game tonight from Carson Wentz. His fourth game back and in my opinion his fourth game straight of showing improvement from one week to the next. May not be in the stat category, but you just watch him play his command of the game and how he seemed tonight, more calm tonight in the pocket. Didn't leave the pocket too soon. Didn't hold on the ball too early, trying to make something out of nothing there. Was able to get it out of his hands 
on time. I just love the way he played. I love the way he kept his composure. That's what you need from your leader when you go on the road playing against a divisional opponent like the New York Giants. It's funny you say that, Ike, because we highlighted this on the kickoff show presented by Exalta, how Carson Wentz put out a tweet this morning, kind of just to rally the troops that everything is all right. And those are the words that you need from your leader in tough times like this. And he was the perfect person to put those words out on social media, but he backed them up more importantly than anything else by having the type of performance he did tonight. Again, right from the jump, first drive, third down, rolls to the right, waiting for a guy to get open, throws across his body and finds Alshon Jeffrey, who was tremendous tonight here. But from start to finish, Carson Wentz was dealing from the pocket. And it was also great to see him take off and use his legs a little more effectively tonight here as well. So, Ike, let's get into your three big takeaways from tonight's win, starting with we talked about the first touchdown pass there, the Eagles scoring in the red zone. Yeah, the red zone, in my opinion, was the biggest thing for the Eagles tonight. So they were four for six in the red zone. We've been talking about getting touchdowns as opposed to field goals. It's something they had struggled with coming off of a year where they were number one in the league in red zone efficiency. So I love what they did tonight, converting four of those six tries in the red zone into touchdowns. And then my next two keys, most importantly, you're talking about playing a clean game from the offensive side of the football no turnovers tonight the last three games key turnovers for this Eagles offense that helped set up scoring drives for the opposing team you didn't get that tonight made the Giants have to drive the field to earn everything every point that they were able to get so we played a clean game there taking care of the football and then something I know Doug will be exceptionally happy with is the fact that they cut down on the penalties coming into tonight Eagles one of the top teams in the league and being penalized week in and week out only four penalties tonight I believe and I don't know if there were any pre-snap penalties on the offense where you had some sort of false start or one one, one false start okay or legal a legal procedure or something like that but much better tonight stayed out of those first and 15 first and 20 second and 15 second and 20 type of situations where you can sort of stay ahead of the sticks and it makes it a lot easier to convert those into first down so when I look at those three aspects those are the three things that had been killing the Eagles through the first five weeks of the season they seem to clean that all up tonight and that's why you have the sort of margin of victory because when the Eagles when the Eagles don't beat themselves they are clearly better than the opponents they have faced this year the only reason these games have been closed through the first five weeks is because of turnovers penalties and not scoring touchdowns in the red zone indeed so we'll touch more into all three of those key takeaways something for me here first and foremost the Eagles the most points they scored in a game coming into tonight this year was 23. Yeah. They surpassed that by halftime. And that's, again, 23 points from this offense. And you can understand, you know, Carson Wentz was working his way back from the injury, but he has looked sharp the last couple of weeks. It was great to find see it all come together. I think you could actually say, Ike, the offense was clicking in the second half of last week's game against Minnesota. Was, yeah. They just dug themselves too big of a hole to overcome and come back. But it was great to see that momentum carry into tonight. And another important thing is the Eagles defense had forced five turnovers in the first five games of the season. You know, middle of the pack so far in the NFL. However, the Eagles offense had only capitalized on those turnovers to the tune of three points. Wow. So five turnovers, but only three points off those turnovers coming into tonight. The first drive of the game, the Eagles get the interception from Kamu Grugier-Hill. Jordan Hicks comes 
spot comes through in a huge way, tipping the pass, allowing Kamu Grugier-Hill to intercept it. Kamu Grugier-Hill uses his athleticism to get the Eagles in scoring range, and after three plays, the Eagles get seven points, and they're on the board. So certainly 24 points, again, season high in the first half alone, and they extended on that into the second half. And then taking advantage of the opponent's mistakes, that was something the Eagles had not done a good job of doing so in the first five games in the year. They were able to do that from the jump tonight and never really let the Giants get back in the ball game. Because, again, you go back to two weeks ago against the Tennessee Titans, the Eagles had the big lead in the second half by two possessions. And you figure at that point, with this defense, as good as it typically has been, that's the type of game you would want. That's the type of situation they need to be in. Well, tonight, the Eagles defense, they got the big lead. The defensive line was able to pin its ears back and get after Eli Manning. And that was the, the other thing here tonight is – Eli Manning was under duress yeah. all game long. Or was Fletcher Cox, Michael Bennett had the big sack, Chris Long brought the pressure, Derek Barnett, all up and down the line. Destiny Viao. Destiny Viao had his first sack of the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's just the type of night it was for the defensive line where the Eagles get the lead early on and the defensive line can feast. And Fletcher Cox, he's probably one of the unsung heroes of this ball game, but he was sensational, especially in the second half, to make sure that that huge lead stayed the way it did. Yeah, I thought the defensive line did exactly what they needed to do tonight. The Giants' offensive line has struggled to protect Eli all night. I mean, all year long. So you knew that would could that you knew that could be an advantage for this Eagles defensive front. They were able to get after Eli. You know, he's not going to be able to escape much pressure. So you got multiple sacks on him. And off of that, we hadn't mentioned another outstanding group tonight: the secondary. Okay. You know, coming into this game tonight, I was a little concerned about what we'd be able to do against this Giants passing attack. Last year, Eli threw two games, almost 800-plus yards. He was able to throw against this defense. So I was a little concerned coming in tonight to tonight's game, but give a lot of credit to Jalen Mills, Sidney Jones, Ron Darby, Rasul Douglas had to come in and play. Avante Maddox had to move from safety down the uh, slot corner once Sidney Jones went out, and I thought we did a fantastic job making sure we kept the explosive plays down tonight. That's another thing that's hurt this defense throughout the first five weeks of the season is that offenses have been able to get explosive plays against this defense. Tonight, we weren't having any of that. Especially in a deep passing game. Yeah. That's where the secondary had been hurt the first couple of games of the season. Coming into the game tonight, my bold prediction actually on the kickoff show presented by Exalta was that they would hold Saquon Barkley to fewer than 100 yards from scrimmage. Okay. Obviously, that didn't work out. He had over 200 yards, and in fact, he was one receiving yard shy of becoming the first Giants player in franchise history to have 100 yards rushing and receiving in the same game. But the bottom line is, I thought that would be the case because I thought Odell Beckham would be the one to get the yards. You would have someone who would accumulate the yards, very similar to like when, Atlanta, when they play Atlanta and Julio Jones. Yeah. Julio Jones might get his yards, but if he right. doesn't get in the end zone and the Falcons can't capitalize, it's fine at the end of the day. Well, today here it was where Beckham was virtually a non-factor, great coverage by Ron Darby, great pass breakup in the end zone late in the game by Jalen Mills, who bounced back in a huge way with all the criticism that he's faced the last couple of weeks. But Saquon Barkley, he got his yards. He's an outstanding player, an amazing talent, you know. But the thing is that they were able to keep him off the board through most of the game because they maybe gave up the big play, but once the Giants were in red zone, they weren't able to capitalize. Yeah. 26 is going to be a pain in the butt. I mean, just, just understand that we got to see this kid twice a year. Like you said, phenomenal talent, taking number two overall. You know, you, you, 
sometimes when you get a player like Saquon Barkley, it's about when he gets his yard, when he gets his touchdown, what point in the game does he do it. That's what's going to determine whether or not he had a huge impact on the game. He was able to get some explosive plays. It's hard to keep a guy like that bottled up all night when you know a team is going to get him the ball as much as possible. But the fact of the matter is none of those plays were crucial to hurting the Eagles' chances of winning tonight, and that's the big thing. Correct. So, there were so many highlights in this game. Typically, when we bring you the Merrill Camp feature, courtesy of Sports Radio 94 WFP, we try to get the whole game's worth in there. There were so many great plays from the first half alone. That was enough for this Merrill Camp feature. So, Melrose, Mike Quick, inside the booth at MetLife Stadium, we present you Merrill Camp, the best from the first half as the Eagles took a 24-6 lead after the game's first 30 minutes.
All right, we're going to send it back over to MetLife Stadium as head coach Doug Pearson is about to meet with the media. Lane, could he have finished the game, but you just kept him out after he went down because you had a big lead? That's correct. How much of an emphasis was it on starting fast, but not only offense, the way the defense did as well? Yeah, you know, it's something we've emphasized, you know, obviously um, this last couple of weeks and, and, you know, this week in particular. Uh, it's great to see our defense um, come up with a big turnover, big stop early, and then offense uh, capitalize on that. You know, in the red zone, and uh, it's good to see. You know, all three phases really played uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good today. How proud are you of your team to respond the way you did on a short week and, and a tough place to play against the Giants, and do all the things that you guys have really struggled with: starting fast, red zone, sacks, the whole, the whole nine yards. Uh, I'm very proud of the guys, the coaches, um, and 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 really. You know how they um, how they don't panic. You know they don't. It's a resilient group. Um, how they hang together, um, work every single day, come to work every single day, and and, and get better. And you know uh, when things things kind of get piled on them here in the last couple of weeks, and and uh, but they don't they don't listen to it. You know, and, and they they come out and, and play like I do tonight. Uh, it's it's a credit to that team and and those coaches in there, and give a lot a lot of credit to them. It's, it seems throughout the year you're trying to play from behind. What's different for you guys when you're playing from ahead? Well, it, a lot. I mean, it, it opens up more your playbook a little bit. You, you saw the run game kind of kind of take over a little bit there in the second and third quarter and, and, you know, some play action passes and different things of that nature. It just kind of gives you a little um, little openness to your game plan, I guess, and, and, and uh, to, play, to play with a lead. Did you see Carson become, become more comfortable, more – um, you know, perhaps the quarterback he was last year. I did. Um, he really did a did a nice job. You know, just sort of obviously executing the offense and and uh, you know a couple times. You know, maybe not taking care of the ball a couple times, but but that's that's okay. We ended up with a with a win. But um, yeah, he he did a nice job. You know, uh, running the offense, uh, going where he needed to go with football, making making some good decisions at the line of scrimmage. You know, and. Um, Really put a put a full game together, and it was really the the guys around him too stepping up. And offensive line, I thought, you know, overall played played pretty well, um, even with the amount of injuries that we had. And um, it's good to see. How much did you, you need to? How much did you need to have for put pressure on Manning and uh, get the kind of pass rushing that just seemed to knock them out of the, any kind of whack whatsoever? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something that uh, you know our D line uh, we feel like they can they can get after a passer and. Um, you know, each and every week, but but we know that, um, you know, the, these games are always these these games are battles. These games are tough, and and uh, it, it usually comes down to which team can get after the passer. You know, and and uh, you know, uh, the opportunities we had to 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 hit Eli and and get him on the ground, because he's very capable of of bringing a team back. He's proven that, so uh, it was good to see from our D line. At the end of the game, you played without both tackles. Was that because of the score of the game, or is there concern there with the injury? Well, both of them came out, you know, due to injury. We'll evaluate both of them. But, uh, again, it's a credit to, to Isaac moving out to tackle, you know, like we talked about during the week and the chance coming in and playing, Wiz coming in and playing and uh, moving some moving some pieces around. So it was, uh, um, 
you know, Jeff Stoutland does a great job with those guys preparing them each week, and, and uh, they stepped in, did a nice job. Talk about situational football going into this game and other games, eliminating penalties and then not necessarily being third and long all the time. I mean, how much did the elimination of some of these mistakes Situation well, it's it's a great question because it's, it's obvious when you when you take care of the ball and and uh, you don't have too many penalties that are killing you in the red zone and um, your ability to, to 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 make make some yards on first down and put you into some second and short situations or second and manageable situations and then your third downs are a little more manageable after that. So, yeah, it all it all works together, um, you know, and and it doesn't compound. And you know, we had a couple penalties that backed us up, but um, for the most part, we we stayed ahead of the chains tonight and and, and helped us win. I think it's a little everything. Um, you know, I think uh, even even when both guys were rehabbing, you know, they were throwing together off to the side and, and getting some some recognition in there. And you know, during the summer and obviously first part of the season, so you know, they they really developed a, a rapport. Um, you know, Alshon is playing playing extremely well right now. He's explosive, and he, his run after the catch is is, is pretty is really good. Uh, Carson uh, feels comfortable with him, and it just comes from time. You know, just just working with each other and and developing that rapport. The way he plays the position. It's about Alshon. 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 You guys have missed a guy, you know, a la Mike Wallace, of I think I think his his nature obviously is is what you're seeing. You know, uh, he's big, physical, powerful. Um, not only down the field, his catch radius is is uh, extremely high. Uh, he has ability. You know that he's he's proven now in these last couple of weeks to break tackles, carry defenders, get some tough first downs, and. I think that's what you want, you know, from from a guy like that. Yeah, you, and then you get you, you know the complimentary speed guy is, is Nelson Aguilar, and you know then then we had of course Mike Wallace and, and Tory last year, but but uh, Alshon is really um, that guy that you you know exactly where he's going to be. He's a big target, and and uh, you know put him put him anywhere and, and let him run routes. A complete game like this, all three phases. What does this do for you guys going forward? Template or in terms of confidence? Well, I think confidence-wise, um, gives our guys a shot, gives our guys a boost. You know, they get to get a break this weekend and, and uh, get get a chance to really rest and, and kind of reflect on the first six weeks and and uh, make another little push. You know, for these next couple of weeks before our full buy. You know, and um, yeah, just uh, you know, and plus our injury situation right now, it gives gives us an extra couple of days to, to to heal and to rest and and get ready for next week. Behind the scenes, have you seen the team? Concerned at all or, or pressing during the past week? You know what? I haven't. Um, you know, these guys are again, like I said, it's a, it's a resilient group. Uh, they come to work every day, you know, prepared, ready to go, ready to get better, ready to be coached. Um, and and there's no panic with this group, you know. And, and they just they just stay the course. They they're saying the right things, doing the right things. They're uh, they know they're a good football team. And and yeah, we haven't put it all, you know, we haven't put it all together. But but tonight was a good start. What actually was Lane's injury uh, heading into this week? Obviously, it's a late addition on uh, this morning to the injury report. What, what was wrong with him? Yeah, lower body. <laughs> Is that it? Good. All right, thanks. All right, head coach Doug Pearson. A little abrupt ending there. You know, it's, a, it's much it's much different when you win, okay? Yeah. It's not as many questions. It's pretty much right. how well everyone is playing from Carson Alshon and down the line. But I loved how he touched on 
The importance of starting fast because the Eagles have been outscored 23-7 in the first quarter of games coming into tonight. Yeah. And obviously they got the touchdown right from the jump, but it wasn't just that. It was the fact that the defense had started on the field in each of the games this year. And in four of the first five games, the opposing offense marched down the field and either got to the goal line and didn't score like Atlanta, yeah. missed a field goal like last week against Minnesota, which was a chip shot, should have had, or they gave up the big play touchdown to Deshaun Jackson against Tampa Bay, yeah. and then Tennessee scored. So the two games where the defense was able to get off the field, like Indianapolis, or create a turnover, the Eagles got an early lead and were able to go on to victory. So it was a great morale booster, a great confidence booster for the defense to get on the field, start first once again, start off fast, and the offense to capitalize on that to get things rolling so that the Eagles could roll tonight over the Giants by a score of 34-13. to yeah, I, I thought it was huge, and I think getting off to a fast start is something this team has struggled to try to do this year. It was really one of their calling cards last year to all of their success. They were one of the best teams in the league and scoring in the first quarter, not only that, but multiple times, countless times, they took the ball down in their first drive and got points out of it last year. And that's a big confidence booster for your defense when they know the first time they step on the field, they're going to be playing with a lead. I mean, it just it's a totally different feel for the defensive coordinator to call the game when you're playing from ahead, and especially on the road when you get an early lead like the uh, Eagles were able to get tonight. It takes that crowd out of the game. So Giants come out with the ball, and uh, we get a turnover immediately. And first of all, that was the first good sign is that the Eagles were able to get a turnover down there. But you're wondering, okay, are we going to get three points out of this or are we going to get a touchdown out of this? So to be able to convert that turnover into a touchdown, I thought that was a positive sign for this team. And they needed that to sort of feed off of. And see, when you get positive plays starting to happen like that, you as a team, even though you're professional athletes and everyone would think, well, you're pros, you should have confidence at all times. It's just not the case. You need positive reinforcement. So having something like that happen early in the game, that just builds confidence on that sideline and you keep that energy level up. They already have the mentality of it's us against everybody in MetLife Stadium. So when they're able to make a big play like that and start to, you know, you can start to hear the whispers over the crowd I can just tell it just energized the Eagles' sideline, and they just played downhill from that point as opposed to playing uphill. And they really played uphill for five straight weeks, you know, chasing points, trying to get back the lead, you know, trying to hold on to momentum. I thought in this game they were able to get the lead early, and they were just able to let it be a snowball effect for them. That was the thing you were waiting for. Okay, they got the big lead. They, they jumped on the Giants early. Would they sustain it? Right. Would they keep the foot on the gas pedal, or would they let the Giants get back to it, into it, especially with Barkley's ability to make chunk plays at a moment's notice? But kudos to the Eagles for taking care of business there. And in some ways, that crowd was so hostile toward the Giants tonight because New York right. came into this game one and four, and there's already the boobers. There's already dissent about Eli Manning remaining at quarterback. And you have Odell Beckham spouting off to the media about you know, why the Giants' office is not having success right. and, you know, creating doubt within the organization. That crowd was ready to turn on the Giants at a moment's notice, and that start was the perfect fire starter for them to get them rolling in that regard. Now, the player who delivered the big play on that first drive, none other than linebacker Kamu Grugier-Hill, our Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, caught up with them after the win. 
Camus, first series, you get the interception. Talk about the defensive philosophy and first really about how big that play was yeah. setting things up. I mean, you know, the whole the whole all week, man, coming off a short week, we knew we had to come out hot and you know it's it's gonna be on a defense, you know, a defense we, 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 we talked a lot this week of just um, playing fast and just getting back to how we do. So it was uh it's good to get this win. What was the approach today? It seemed like everybody there was nothing deep for the New York Giants. I mean, obviously, guys, top 13. Um, Sa- uh, Sa- Saquon, man, give him his credit. He's a great back. Um, but, you know, but we, that was the main thing, to stop, try and stop the explosive plays. But um, worked out. Is this the Philadelphia Eagles team that you expected to see from day one? This is exactly what we were trying to see. This, I think this is the first time we put together a full, complete game. And, I mean, look at the score, man. That's, that's exactly what happens. So the Eagles are back. Well, the Eagles never left, we're, right? We're, ne- Eagles never left, but we're here. And how, do we, how will the weekend be getting a couple days off? How big oh, is that for you? It's going to be good, you know, get the bodies right. Everyone's we got guys kind of, kind of bagging up and stuff, but it's going to be good to get that break. Thanks, Billy. All right. You need your leaders to step up in a big night like this, and Kamu Grugier-Hill, special teams captain, has a big C on his chest there. You know, it's something about MetLife Stadium. He had the block punt last year when the Eagles played up there. It was pivotal in the Eagles rallying back after an early deficit to get the win over the Giants and comes through in a big way with the interception here. That athleticism is so unique and such a skill set. And he and Jordan Hicks there, what a nice little duo for them from an athleticism and coverage standpoint. And you add in the physicality that Nigel Bram has, the linebacker group rounding out nicely here for the Eagles, especially on that weak side spot because that was one of the big position battles in this year's training camp. Yeah, I talked about the LBs on the show today prior to the game. And I said I wanted to see the LBs step up and make some plays tonight. Not that they had been playing bad throughout the year. They just hadn't made the impact plays that I've become accustomed to watching Jordan Hicks make and watching Nigel Bradham make last year and adding Camus into their, into that uh, core with them. I thought tonight would be a good night that we could see them actually step up and make some plays. And it was great to see all three of them had big plays tonight, whether it be Jordan with the pass breakup that helped force an interception by Camus or Nigel Bradham getting a sack there late in the game. All three linebackers had an impact on tonight's game. And that's the way it should be. For every good defense, your linebackers need to be a part of the action. So let's get into our turning point of the game. And, Ike, would you say that Kamu's interception was a turning point right from the jump? Yeah, it started early for this team. And they needed some good plays early in the game. So when you come out with the first series in your own defense, you're saying the last thing we want is to allow the Giants to move the ball down the field and put points on the board. So Jordan Hicks being able to get his hand in there to deflect that pass and Camus being right there, Johnny on the spot to take advantage of it, set up the offense in great scoring position. Offense takes advantage of it. They don't kick three. They get the touchdown. Great throw from uh, Carson Wentz across his body to Alshon Jeffrey. I thought that was the turning point early in the game. It gave the Eagles the confidence and the momentum and the momentum that they needed on the road in a game like this. They needed something positive to happen early for them, and it happened early, and I think that was the play that turned it for them. You know, I would agree that, by and large, that was really the tone setter for the evening is the interception right off the first drive, but the turning point for me, I'm going to stay in the first quarter, and I'm going to go after the Eagles' second possession, not after they scored the touchdown, but after their second possession, they punted the ball, pinned the Giants deep. Great job on their part from that regard. So the Giants lining up inside the 10-yard line. Michael Bennett, for the second straight game, gets a sack off the edge, beats the highly paid Nate Solder off the edge, 
gets a sack of Eli Manning, forces a fumble. Solder actually comes over to recover it. The ball's at the goal line at that point. So for the second straight game, Bennett gets a sack. Whereas we go to last week where the Eagles had the Vikings pinned deep in their own territory. And what happened, the Eagles brought the blitz. Kirk Cousins threw a prayer up for Adam Thielen, who beat Jalen Mills. They were out of their own territory. They were marching down the field. They were able to add to their lead at that point. And that really was the turning point of that ball game, where here the Eagles don't allow the Giants to escape. They kind of put their you know, foot on their throat, so to speak, and make sure to get the ball back to lead to more points for them. So the defense taking advantage of the good field opportunity, creating more opportunities for the Eagles overall for me, that to me showed that the defense was there to play. And once again, another strong game from Michael Bennett coming off the edge. He can come off the edge. He came from up the middle, you know, being the guard wall Hernandez here in the game tonight. You saw some nice moves from that perspective. So for me, seeing the Giants pinned and the Eels capitalizing on that was the turning point to say that, you know what, the defense is here to stand tall and not allow the Giants to bring them back in the ballgame. Yeah, and you and you worry when we go on the road and play defense. We just haven't been the same defense on the road that we've been at home. So I love that as a turning point as well, uh, Chris, because we weren't sure. I know I wasn't sure how this defense would show up tonight. We talked about Eli having success in the past against this defense, particularly last year, two games, 800-plus yards throwing. Just didn't know how this was going to be, and I got to give the defense a lot of credit. These, these skill position players that the Giants have are very difficult to contain, and the only way you can do it or have a chance to do it is if you affect Eli in the pocket, and that starts with the guys up front. And like you said, Michael Bennett helped set the tone early, an early sack on uh, Eli Manning. Fletcher had a sack on him. Destiny Bayer had a sack on him. Nigel Bradham had a sack on him. So all those are all the things that you need to do to this Giants offense in order to slow down Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, uh, and Saquon Barkley. You need to be able to affect the quarterback in the pocket because if he has time to get the ball to these guys, eventually they will hurt you. So I thought it was a great night from the D-line showing up. All right, speaking of skill position players, we're going to hear from quarterback Carson Wentz in a few moments. But first up, we all want to know what the running game will look like now that J.H.I. is shelved for the season with the torn ACL. Well, Wendell Smallwood stepped up in a huge way, and Eagles entire Dave Spadaro caught up with him after the game. Wendell Smallwood, how big was this win for the Eagles? Uh, it was huge for us. It was huge. We, we felt like we got our swagger back halftime. We were all smiles, man. We knew what we could do. And we knew we had to bring it bring it back this week and show everybody what we, what we got in us. And I think we showed it today, man. We were tough. We were dominant all game. It was no question whether we was going to win this game. And I feel like we got our swag back. We're ready to go. And we're going to be rolling come next week. Wanted to get something going in the first quarter. You did 14-3 to lead. What went so right in that first quarter? Just execution. We executed the plays. We made the plays that we make all the time. We dominated. We controlled the line of scrimmage. And everybody balled out. How great is this weekend off going to be? It's going, it's going to be great. It's going to be well-deserved. But I feel like we got a head of steam rolling into next week. So, everybody, we're putting everybody on notice. Thanks, Wendell. All right. Proud of Wendell for stepping up the way he has this season. Again, first couple of years in the league, you know, injuries marred his development, kept him off the football field. You know, a lot of people were wondering whether he would make the team out of camp this year because you had Darren Sproles coming back. You had Jay Ajayi. You had Corey Clement going into his second year. Josh Adams had shown a lot of promise. 
Do you need a fifth running back? Do you need Wendell Smallwood on the roster? And he's taking advantage of all the opportunities here. Still need to hold on to that ball in the third quarter. That was the one worrisome moment here in the game tonight that could have brought the Giants back. That You could argue that was a turning point because sure. that pretty much eliminated sure. any chance of a Giants comeback. But nonetheless, Smallwood has been very physical, running in between the tackles. He's improving as a pass catcher out of the backfield. He did have that one drop last week against the Vikings in the red zone. That was very critical. Stepped up and was much better from that facet tonight. Overall, though, love the way that he's running the football and allowing the Eagles to have a nice rotation between he and Corey Clement out there on the field. Yeah, just doing his job, man. It's fourth year in the league, and I'm pretty sure he's happy that he's finally healthy and can show what he's capable of doing, and uh, the credit to the Eagles coaching staff. They're giving him the opportunity to go out there and show what he can do. And I know we have some guys down, so some may say, well, they don't have anybody else left to give the ball to. Well, I guess that could be true in some instances, but when you had Corey Clement ready to go tonight and you have Josh Adams active and ready to go tonight, you certainly could have gone in that direction. But I think Wendell Smallwood has earned some touches over the last couple of weeks. I think he's earned the trust of his coaches. Like you said, got to do a better job keeping that, that ball security. You want to make sure you take care of that. But I think there are far more positive things that Wendell's doing when he has the ball in his hands that shows that it's, it's encouraging because it shows that he's getting better each and every week. We have to remember, it's his fourth year, but he hasn't played a lot of football from the running back position uh, during his uh, career here as an Eagle, I would dare to say this may be the most he's played as a running back from a regular down perspective and uh, won't go overboard with it. Not spectacular. Not about to sit here and tell you he's on his way to the Pro Bowl or anything of that nature. But I think for what they're asking him to do, he's more than capable of doing it. And I think he's done better than a serviceable job uh, considering that there's been games where he was really the only healthy running back out there and had to shoulder that load. So uh, good job, Wendell Smallwood. Keep getting better, young man. And as long as you continue to get better, these coaches will continue to trust him and give him opportunities to show what he can do. So as we wait to hear from quarterback Carson Wentz, the Eagles winning this game, first NFC's game of the season. They're now 1-0 in the division. And, you know, at 3-3, three and three, have the best record. Washington is two and two, you know, after losing Monday night to, and we have these standings come up on the screen here, Washington losing to the Saints on Monday night. So 500 record across the board. No one has a winning record at this point. But looking at the other teams in the division and seeing the way this game unfolded tonight as we wait for Carson Wentz, I'm just thankful that the Eagles have the franchise quarterback like they have in number 11 because you look at the Giants and Eli Manning he's in the twilight of his career you played against him right. you know when you were here in Philadelphia okay that was his rookie season of 2000 2004 uh, but certainly he's not the Eli of old that he's been having his struggles and there's a lot of questions about his future in New York Washington has gone with Alex Smith who's been a trusty veteran but again He's on the decline as well. Kansas City felt they needed to go with the man of the future and the president, Patrick Mahomes. And so far, it looks like they've made the right decision yeah. there to jettison Alex Smith to Washington. And then Dak Prescott had a strong rookie season, but has struggled mightily since. And even though he had, they have a very good offensive line, which actually has not performed as well as pre previous years, you know, outstanding franchise back in Zeke Elliott, still that offense is struggling. So top to bomb, you have to be very thankful as an Eagles fan that you have a young, ascending quarterback 
who's already shown that he can play at an MVP-type level and is just continuing to get better here. Yeah, I, the Eagles found themselves in a very good position. They put themselves in this very good position because, in my opinion, they had the three most important facets that you need to have a winning team in place. All right, let's hear from number 11 himself, Carson Wentz at MetLife Stadium. Struggled offensively, red zone, kind of feel like you've beaten yourselves. You talked about it last week. To do what you guys did tonight, how proud are you of yourself in this offense? Yeah, I thought it was huge. Obviously, um, just first of all, overall, it's a big win for us. You know, NFC East, um, finally get that conference going. Um, short week like it was. Um, cleaned up a handful of mistakes. Obviously, we weren't perfect tonight, but um, come out early in the first quarter, get points on the board, get points on the board that first drive right away. Um, that stuff was huge, so it was a big win for us. With the lead, what changed, with the lead, what changed in terms of the play calling? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys saw it. I mean, it's still similar. Um, I think we're just we're, everyone's a more dynamic team when you have the lead. Um, defense kind of feeds off that. Uh, it's always big for us to get up early, and, and like I've, I mean, I've told you guys countless times. I mean, we preach start fast, um, and tonight we finally did that. Why do you think you were able to start fast tonight? I mean, the defense made a heck of a play. The defense made a huge play, put us in great field position. Um, and then Alshon and I just made a play on that third down. O line held up, and uh, from then it just kind of felt like we were rolling from there. Last year, last year, it took a little while for you and Alshon seemed to get it sync. That hasn't been an issue this year. What's, is it just familiarity? What's the difference? I mean, you could say that. You could say familiarity. I mean, obviously, we still didn't get a huge offseason together. We were both rehabbing and stuff. So um, I think just last year, just playing playing games on the field, um, just getting more comfortable with each other as the year went on, I think that had paid, paid huge dividends. What happened was on Alshon in terms of progression on that first uh, touchdown? Can you kind of take us through that play? Um, he was actually the first read, but they had him double, double covered and uh, – they really had everything else covered well, so the O-line did a great job of, of holding up and down there. I mean, when we're in the red zone, um, sometimes you just got to improvise, and you know it's not always the, the smartest thing to throw back across your body, but when you got a guy like Alshon in the back of the end zone, you can really trust him to make a play. You talk, there was a talk about you holding the ball too long. Obviously, that was six and a half seconds, and you talked about... Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's part of it. You know, there's, there's, there's good plays and bad plays that come from it, so sometimes you got to live with it, and... Uh, tonight, we fortunately made some good ones. As you guys look forward and move forward here, how much confidence can this one win and the things that you did tonight, even though I know you want to be better, but the things that you did, how much can you guys build off this? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Obviously, being 3-3 three and three is a heck of a lot better than being 2-4, and four. Um, being 1-0 and oh in the division. Um, there's definitely things we can build on. We can kind of use it as momentum now and um, kind of point to some things that say, hey, this is who we are. Don't forget that and, and build, build from here. What does it mean to you to, to have your highest scoring game of the year with you know, some of the, those young offensive linemen in there finishing the game? You know, Big E and Isaac, see them all. Yeah, I mean, it's huge for those guys. Um, the nice thing about our O line is we feel we have depth. We feel like when a tackle goes down, V steps in. When someone else goes down, a guard, you know, Wiz came in tonight, Isaac, the last couple games. Um, we just feel like we have really good depth there, and, and we're fortunate in that regard. So those guys played great tonight. Aside from the catch that uh, Aguilar had, like an arm tipped, and then he. That was a blessing from above, that's for sure. I thought that was going right to Landon Collins, and uh, Nelly just snuck right in and took it from him. Aside from what Alshon gives you on the field, just from kind of a confidence personality standpoint, what, what does he mean for the offense? I mean, he's he's a leader. You know, he, he's you know very soft spoken, as you guys probably know, but um, he works his tail off. He works his tail off, and, and you know what you're going to get with him week in and week out. And um, just an awesome guy to have have in the locker room, awesome guy to have uh, on the field, and he makes plays all the time. It seemed like he used kind of everybody today. Corey caught passes. Jordan had those two first downs in a row there. 
uh, Alshon's getting involved. It, it, how big is it to kind of that you're not just Nelson and Zach, you're kind of involving everybody? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's huge. I think really that's kind of what we did a lot last year. You know, we just really, you, you could look in the stat sheet every week and there'd be seven, eight, nine guys here and there. And um, that's just something that coach does a great job of just spreading the ball out, getting those guys in space to make plays and uh, guys are making plays tonight. What were some of the differences as the, as the game went along in terms of the protection on the offensive line? Some hits early on. What changed? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if much changed. I think just those guys settled in, and um, some of them early. You know, I could have probably helped out as well, but um, I'll have to go back and watch the film. But I think more than anything, those guys just settled in and, and were playing fast and confidently. Alshon said on the screen, you guys borrowed that one from the uh, Patriots. I think ran it last week. <laughs> what coach kind of gets credit for that? When does that come to you guys during the week, and then you implement it here? And yeah, score? I mean, we're always watching, you know, plays across the league. Um, coaches do a great job of that, uh, of implementing things, um, seeing what, what's working around the league and bringing those up. And so, uh, yeah, they, they schemed that one up, and it was uh, definitely an easy passing touchdown for me. I'll take it. And so from your perspective, what was different tonight that wasn't there in the past five games? Um, you know, that's, that's a good question. You know, I think more than anything, we just uh, think we stayed ahead of the chains. I think we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot uh, much better. Um, and then really offensively and defensively, we just fed off each other. You know, I think that's something uh, we do so well when we get that rolling. And so tonight it was good to get it going. How impressive was it that Lane played on that ankle injury as bad as it was? Yeah, yeah I don't really know the extent of it. Um, I, I know Lane's a warrior, though. I know he's going to give it everything he's got. And, um, you know, it was great to have him out there, that's for sure. How important was it to get Corey back in the offense, especially losing Jay was so disappointing to have him back in the, in, in the mix? Yeah, Corey's a huge part of this offense. You know, you saw it especially later last year uh, of what he kind of brings both in the passing game uh, and in the running game screens and everything else that he does. So um, getting him involved um, was, was huge. And, and really just keep kind of mixing up those running backs and getting them touches in different ways uh, is something Coach does a great job of, and, and those guys are huge for us. For the end zone, do you, what do you see about him? That kind of—I mean—he he scores a lot of touchdowns for a guy that doesn't touch the ball. That much. Yeah, I mean, he hits the hole. You know, I think more than anything, you see when he when he's in there, uh, when he's running, he attacks that hole and he hits it hard. And um, I think that that brings up a lot of touchdowns because of it. Did you feel like you had to put the team on your back or do anything of that nature? No, not at all. You know, I feel like. Uh, we're such a balanced offense. You know, we got you know great guys up front, both uh, run blocking and that can open some lanes, and uh, the right backs to do their job. So you know, I don't, by, I never feel like I got to take it on my back, uh, so to speak. And you know, I just spread the ball out and get these guys touches uh, however we can. And coach does a great job of designing the, the game plan each week. So uh, again, it was a really good team win tonight. You guys were able to sprinkle in some RPOs. Were they, were they defending them dif- differently than they had other teams have been doing? And why did they work? Um, everyone defends them a little differently. You know, I think everyone just plays their, their normal defense to it. So the, tonight they were a little different, and um, they were working tonight. So, you know, like I, like I think I said last week, we, we really have them in every week. And um, if they're working, we'll kind of come back to them here and there. And if they're not, we kind of get away from them. That's just kind of the way it goes. When you make a play, when you make a play throwing across your body and it results in a touchdown, when you go back to the sideline, what do the uh, coaches say? Nothing. Good play. <laughs> do you? Take pride in the fact that you now not only went to three and three, but you also knocked the other team that you beat tonight to one and five. And is it almost like you, you know, you put your foot on their neck a little bit and, and knocked them out of contention? And you know, yeah, I mean, we, we just we just look at it as one and zero oh in the conference. You know, I think that's huge for us to just get this the conference uh, started out the right way, get the division going, um, be one and zero, oh and, and really tied at the top, so to speak. So uh, that's definitely good for us. Thanks, Carson. Thanks, guys.
All right, this quarterback Carson Wentz. Very interesting that he was asked that after the JGI injury, whether or not he felt pressure to put the team on his back. And, you know, he said we have faith in everyone across the board. We knew the small wooded Clement could step up. The offensive line would be able to protect better and, you know, open up holes in a run game. But for me, I thought Wentz did pretty much put the team on his back. And certainly the offensive line did play better and Smallwood and Clement stepped up. But you got big contributions from, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, and many other players, which helped. But Carson Wentz was sharp. He was effective in the pocket, used his legs, the accuracy was there, made some big-time throws, outstanding in situational football. Again, completed his first 10 passing attempts on third down. The team was 4 of 6 in the red zone. You look at the numbers here, 278 yards, three touchdowns, you know, 72% completion percentage. Uh, he, he was the MVP. He yeah. was the guy who shined for this offense, knowing that you're not going to have you know, all of your weapons available there in the run game. Yeah, he, this kid has been here for less than two and a half years. Um, we watched him play every game, and the wins that they have on, in the games that he starts in, I don't remember them winning a game where he doesn't play well. So, yes, he is the reason when they win. He, he is at the forefront of it. Uh, not that the other guys aren't needed to do their jobs, but when this team starts winning games when he doesn't play well, that's when I'll say he doesn't need to play well in order for them to win. In order for this team to win games, in order for this offense to be effective, Carson Wentz needs to be on point. And thank goodness for us uh, that, A, he plays for the Eagles, and B, for the majority of his career, he's been on point. That's why he's won the majority of the games that he's been a starter in. Tonight was no different. He typically comes in focused, locked in, ready to roll, and tonight was no different. He knew, he knew how important his game was. That's a big reason why I didn't have much of a concern as to whether or not if he was going to be ready to go tonight. I knew he would be ready to go tonight. You just needed his teammates to raise their level of play to meet him. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, it's only so much Carson can do when you get a penalty for false starts for illegal procedures, for holding calls, things of that nature. He can't dig you out of every hole. He can't dig you out of every second and 20, third and 25. You know, he can't perform magic like that every time. Although last year, he did it pretty much <laughs> last year. And sometimes teammates can get a false sense of security that, oh, it'll be okay. He will dig us out of the hole. So, um, and, and I'm glad he doesn't have the mindset in which the way I'm speaking it, so glowingly about him he just goes out and does his job and he expects everyone else to do their job and so that's the type of leader you want you know he's not going to take any he's not going to cut any corners when it comes to preparation when it comes to um, being focused when you hit the field that's what you're going to get and that's what I love about him as a player it isn't this roller coaster up and down type of play where you don't know what you're going to get when he's out there you know what type of play you're going to get from Carson Wentz when he steps on the field. It's just a matter of everyone else doing their job so that he can be even more effective. And I thought he was flawless for the most part tonight. You didn't need him to throw the ball 45, 50 times tonight. He was able to throw a ball with effectiveness in the red zone. We talked about the 10 straight completions on third down that he had. So, you know, we, we have a franchise quarterback, and he's one of the best in the league. And as he continues to play, he's only going to climb up that chart of the elite quarterbacks in this league. So you don't have to worry about him. In my opinion, 
He's no, he's not much different than some of these other quarterbacks that we quote unquote determine that they are elite. You know what you're going to get from them every time they step on the field. And I feel like Carson is in that is in that category because that's what it takes to be in that category. Consistent play, not the up and down like we see from Eli up in New York. The consistent play week in and week out is what allows you to be in that status with the upper echelon quarterbacks in this league. Let's find out what the head coach Doug Pearson thought of Carson Wentz's performance. Mike Quick went from the radio booth down to the locker room area to interview the head coach one-on-one. Let's bring you that interview right now. Coach, congratulations. You got off to a good start, something that you haven't been able to do for a couple of weeks. How important was that part of the game? I think it was everything to get a really good start in this football game. Um, you know, something we talk about each week, trying to, trying to start fast, especially offensively. I think, I think, you know, early on defense, early part of the season, defense was doing extremely well, three and out, and getting the offense the ball. But tonight it was, it was a credit to the defense, stopping them, getting a quick turnover, obviously, in, the, in that first quarter. Offense turning around and putting some points on the board, and and uh, it, it was good to see that that uh, you know the things we're talking about are, are sort of coming coming true. The offensive line seemed to have a real strong day, keeping the pressure off of Carson Wentz. Again, something that you needed in this offense. How big was that for the win? It, it was big. Um, you know, it's, it's a good it's a good front. It's a big front, physical front, and of course with uh, you know with Vernon coming back, you know it was it was a challenge there as a pass rusher and. Um, I thought the guys really battled, hung in there, did a nice job, and, and uh, you know he, he took a couple hits early, and then we, you know, I had to had to kind of rethink things and get some more quick passing, get the yep. ball out of his hands a little yep. bit more, some RPO stuff, and kind of help settle everybody into the game, and then uh, we were able to take off from there. Everybody's been talking about the run-pass ratio. I think you threw it 36 times, ran it 31 times. Um, you're going to hear a lot about that. Talk about that a little bit. Listen. Anytime you're you're first and ten to you know second down and, and, and six five or four because you're running the football and you're staying ahead of the chains, you're not shooting yourself in the foot with a negative rush or a penalty. You can do more of that. Right. You can you can run the ball a bit more and then and then being able to you know and then even by scheme you know we were in our twelve personnel they stayed nickel they stayed you know five DBs and mm-hmm. gave us the ability to run the ball a little bit more towards a you know uh, against a smaller smaller you know front and so that helps a little bit but. Anytime we can we can stay ahead of the chains and be manageable on first down and, and do well there, whether it's play action pass, the run game, quick passing, then then good things are going to happen for us down the road. You were much better in the red zone tonight. Was that schematically or were things just executed better? Talk about your red zone play. Yeah, I, you know I think guys just executed better. There's a sense of urgency. Obviously, a short week. We we kind of you know you know it's it's. We kind of went back to some of the basic stuff we, we did out coming out of training camp and even yep. some of the things we ran early in the season that we didn't call in games we were able to put in a game plan like this and um, so guys guys have time on task which right. is important to me right. that they um, that they can they can have repeat plays and and and, and do do well executing so um, it's credit to players you talk about the short week but now tell me how you're going to handle this long week it's almost like a mini buy and what will you do with this you know, the players are going to get some time, you know, to, to, to rest, reflect, um, you know, look look at the first six weeks of the season. Coaches will be in the office on Friday. You know, we'll have our injured players in, getting treatment and all that. And then just kind of gear up. You know, we got another couple weeks here. we got two weeks coming up you know, yep. from the Panthers, and we go to London, and, and then we get a full break. So I uh, just want them, to, want them to get rested, get away for a few, you know, a few days, and then come back ready to go. Thanks, Coach. Again, congratulations. Thanks,
Great interview as always from Mike Quick uh, chatting there with Doug Pearson. Okay, so we know it's getting late, early morning hours, and you might be thinking to yourself, is it time for bed yet? Stick around with us, okay? We've got a lot more to talk about after this big win. Fans have been waiting a couple weeks for a win. Right. All right? The Eagles haven't lost back-to-back games since 2016, so, you know, we might as well relish this just a little bit. However, if you are following us on Facebook or Twitter, you need to come on over to PhiladelphiaEagles.com or the Eagles app to watch the rest of the show. We'll see you after these few messages. Trying to get home, but it feels like another life. Yeah, I'm trying to stay strong. Sometimes I realize that the further I go, the more that I know that I want to go home. When you and your money are treated with respect, you prosper. And at Santander Bank, respect adds up. See what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood. And fresher produce, including organic. And our butchers cut our USDA choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Shop on game day and save 5% at Acme when wearing your Eagles apparel. Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Hey. Hey, how much would you pay for something you don't want? Nothing. Is this a test? No. Question two. Do you like getting stuff you like for free? Yes, this feels like a test. It's not. It's just why Verizon lets everyone in your family get the unlimited plan they need without paying for stuff they don't. And why Verizon gets you six months of free Apple Music. Did I pass? Not a test. But yeah, you pass. Yeah. The music you want, the unlimited plan you need on the network you deserve. Now get up to $300 off our latest phones. At Santander Bank, we want you to prosper. That's why we treat you and your money with respect. Learn more about how respect adds up at Santander by visiting SantanderBank.com. McDonald's, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, it's time to jump inside the film room, Franny film room. Fran Duffy, our Eagles game plan producer and NFL film senior producer, Greg Cosell, they break down the key play in, at least in Ike's eyes, the turning point of this contest, Kamu Grugier's Hill interception of Eli Mang in the first quarter on the game's opening drive, which then was turned into the Eagles' first points of the game. Gentlemen, take it away. Well, we wanted a fast start from this Eagles team, and we got it. They nearly force a fumble on the opening kickoff, and then on the second play on defense, we get an interception from Kamu Grugier-Hill against Eli Manning. Greg, let's take a look here. Let's break this play down for us. What are we seeing here before the snap? And we do, They do something a little different. We yeah. talked about their pass defense and a little change up here on the second play of the game. Now, notice that the Giants have three receivers. They have two tight ends and the wide receiver to that side of the field, to the wide side of the field. So that is now the passing strength because they have three receivers to that side. So now what the Eagles are going to do actually is something we don't see them do a lot of. They're a predominant c- 
cover three single high safety defense. Here they're going to play what we call an inverted cover two. And by that I mean what's going to happen is that's Ronald Darby. He's actually going to drop, he's a corner, he's going to drop and play the safety position, the deep half to the field. Yep. Malcolm Jenkins right now, who's kind of in the box, he's going to become the underneath cover two defender, normally a position for the corner. Yep. He's a safety, so that's the inverted two part of it. Now, the next player who's really important here is Jordan Hicks. And Jordan Hicks, what he's going to do, and this is one reason you know it's cover two, is that middle hole defender, he opens and turns his body to the passing strength, meaning the three wide receiver side of the formation. That's the passing strength, and that's exactly what he does, and that is a dead giveaway that it's cover two and not cover three because it's a total difference in technique. So let's run this. Keep your eye on Hicks in particular. Look at him open up and then freeze it right here. See. You know why this is a great job, Pan? Because what does the middle hole defender normally do? He drops deep. Yep. But why drop deep if there's no one there and cover grass? This is a great job by Hicks seeing the tight end and instead of just dropping deep and saying, hey, coach, I did my job. I was the middle hole defender. He's actually reacting to the receiver and to the throw. And this is a great job. We can let it run now. And what happens is he's able to hit the ball into the air for the interception. Really a great job by Jordan Hicks. Yeah, and you can see just from all the different replays just how much rotation you saw on the back end. They did a little bit of this last week against Minnesota. They busted out on the second play. You can see Avante Maddox at the top of the screen. That's right. He's rotating to the middle half. But then you see that great job there by Jordan Hicks disrupting that ball at the catch point, knocking it up. Huge start here for this Eagles defense. So Kamu gets the interception, brings them back into the red zone. Two plays later, they reach the end zone. And that was our RICO review, courtesy of Fran Duffy and Greg Cosell. You can check out the complete All-22 review tomorrow morning, or I guess in a couple of hours here on <laughs> PhiladelphiaEagles.com. All right, so who were the Toyota Player of the Game nominees? We're going to let you know after this final break here on the Post Game Show, presented by RICO.
Eagles High School Football Showdown presented by the Rothman Orthopedics at Jefferson Health celebrates local high school football coaches and their teams. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com showdown to check out this year's coaches and learn more about the program. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. And we're going to kick things off here with defense, okay? We're, we're showing lots of love to the offense, but Ronald Darby, okay? And you're probably thinking, he didn't have any interceptions. He didn't have – Grugia Hill had the big interception, the one turnover of the game. But Ronald Darby had lockdown coverage, whether it was against Odell Beckham, primarily Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, whomever it was, Ronald Darby was outstanding in coverage tonight and bounced back in a big way and really represents, for me, like the secondary as a whole because Mills bowed back in a big way. Avante Maddox had to play in multiple positions. Rasul Douglas had to go in at safety. Malcolm Jenkins had a tough assignment trying to track down Saquon Barkley. But overall, just seemed like every time that Eli Mang wanted to go to his go-to guy, Ronald Darby was in position for pass breakups on the night. Yeah, and that's what you want to see. Other than interceptions, you like seeing those pass deflections. That means as a DB, he's getting his hands on the ball. More importantly, the receiver is not catching the ball. So I'm not all that concerned about cornerbacks coming up and making tackles. That's a but bonus. But he did tonight, that, that, That's a but bonus. He did. Well, that's the thing about our corners. They will yeah. come up and tackle. Yes. So that's a bonus. But when you're coaching DBs, you want those uh, pass deflections and you want interceptions. And I thought tonight, like you said, was a, was a great bounce back night for not just Ron Darby, uh, but really the secondary in general, as they were able to basically keep everything in front of them tonight. All right, our number two nominee for the Toyota Player of the Week, number 17, Alshon Jeffrey, got the first touchdown of the game, catching that pass that Carson went through across his body, breaking open against Janoris Jenkins then scoring a second touchdown later on in the game off a tunnel screen where it looked like they were going to get the ball to him because he should have had the touchdown sure. the play before, and they were like, we'll get you yours, Alshon. We got you, yeah. we got you. We'll get you in the end zone there. But, you know, Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey, the connection between the two has been sensational since Carson Wentz has come back from the knee injury. Yeah, I love everything about those numbers that were just up there for Alshon. 12 targets eight catches i'll even take 75 yards two touchdowns you know red zone touchdowns that's what alshon was brought here for he's not the type of player that's going to blow by you blow the top off of the defense he is a big body possession receiver guy uh showing the ability to give you a little bit of run after the catch uh so far this season as well but most importantly all of his touchdowns have come in the red zone since he's been back that's what they brought him here for. That's one of the things they were missing during the time that he was out in his, what, third game back. He now has three touchdowns. Uh, you could tell he and Carson, I don't know where they've gotten the practice time in together, but it seems like they are clearly on the same page a lot uh, earlier this season than they were last year, which bodes well for this offense because they're only going to get better as the season goes along. Alshon brings a swagger to the yeah. offense as well, okay? Carson said during his press conference that Alshon's very soft-spoken, but there's an edge that Alshon Jeffrey brings, and it's been missing. It was missing yeah. early on in the season, but once he got in the lineup against Tennessee, you saw that he was bringing that dynamic playmaking ability back 
to the offense. All right, last but not least, I mean, obviously we're going to go with number 11 here. All right, you're completing 72% of your passes, three touchdowns, taking care of the football, no fumbles, no interceptions, using your feet to make plays as well. I mean, Carson Wentz, we were talking about this off-camera, Ike, where, you know, Carson Wentz not being in that conversation. He's not, in that, not mentioned as one of those MVP-type candidates at the, from the quarterback position right now. And, you know, a little bit of a disservice, a little bit of disrespect, I would say. But, you know, in due time with these types of performances, oh, yeah. he'll be back up there. Yeah, he has the ability, clearly, to be in that conversation year in and year out. And the only reason he's not in that conversation right now is he missed the first couple games of the season. They got some new toys that everybody likes looking at this year. And Pat Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, a lot of these guys. Jared Goff is off to a good start with his Rams at 5-0. But when it's all said and done, I guarantee you number 11 will have a lot to say, especially on, on this side of the, uh, the league in the NFC conference. I guarantee you nobody wants to see this young man coming at you full strength and really playing at a high level right now. Wait till this offense starts to click uh, at, a, at, a, at a high level, then they're really gonna be back to where they were last year. We tend to forget this team was averaging over 30 points before Carson Wentz got injured yeah. last year. So this was an offensive-led team led by Carson Wentz in his MVP campaign last year, and he seems to have picked right back up where he left off at the end of the season, which in my opinion is the most I guess non-story that's being talked about as it pertains to Carson Wentz is how phenomenal he's playing coming off of that reconstructive knee surgery. Most people will tell you, well, it should take him a few games before he Shows gets back into his rhythm. Hadn't shown anything, man. He, he, he looks like he hasn't missed a beat at all. So I just expect him to get better as the year goes on. I'm stealing that idea for a story, by the way. So. What's that? The... Um but Carson's performance coming oh, off the yeah. injury. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, you can borrow that. Just make sure uh, you give me credit. Uh, that's all I'll do. I'll, I'll always look out for you. Don't <laughs> you worry. Right. Last but not least, let's look at the upcoming schedule here. The Eagles now get to enjoy the weekend, 10 days, and then yes. another big NFC showdown. The Carolina Panthers come to the link. 1 p.m. game, October 21st, and it is Brian Dawkins, Dawkins celebration uh, day because yes, he's going to get his Pro Football Hall of Fame ring. There's going to be a ceremony for him at halftime. So Just the let link... him talk to the team before the game. That's all you need. That's, that's all you need. The, the link's going to be juice. Yeah, okay. the Panthers the... won't have a chance. Just let Dalton go in there and talk to the team. Get everybody fired up with a couple of his dog on it. And uh, the team will be ready to go, man. No, but in all seriousness, um, it's great that they won tonight because now we have 10 days to really look forward with excitement and anticipation for another very good football team to come in here where the Eagles can sort of make some hay in this conference. It's another conference game. I'm sure Carolina will be riding high when they come here looking to avenge last year's loss to the Eagles. So uh, we get a couple days to enjoy this victory tonight. But uh, come Monday, my focus is clearly on the Panthers. I'll do a little bit of scouting this weekend. Of course. I get a chance to watch the Panthers take on the Redskins, right? I think yes. they take on the Redskins uh, down in Washington. So uh, that'll be a good game to watch. Hopefully they can do us a favor by <laughs> taking care of another one of our NFC East opponents. I was going to say that, you know, but well, I think everybody's know, thinking yeah. that. All these fans <laughs> say, you know what, if the Eagles can be in first place in the division at the end right. of the weekend, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So Carolina then against Jacksonville in London. Then the bye. So critical stretch here for yeah. the Eagles. But again, 
If they can utilize this as the launch point, so to speak, of the 2018 season, I mean, good things happened before when they beat the Giants in an emotional early season win, catapulted them going forward. We'll see if it happens again here in 2018. 2003, we were 2-3, and three, yep. heading to New York to take on the Giants. Looked like we were headed to 2-4, and four, about a minute and 30 left. Some little guy named Brian Westbrook took the punt return for a touchdown, and that propelled us. That was the springboard to nine straight wins, finishing up at 12-4. and four. Home field advantage, home field advantage Lost to Carolina in the championship game. But I say that to say, when you're at two and three, you still got a lot of football left to play. And the Eagles, they have the talent. They just need to clean up all the little minor things, and they're going to be a difficult team to beat. Two and three, or three and three now, yep. versus two and four. That's, That's where a huge that was the huge difference. Yeah. That's why it's not must win, but for all intents and purposes, they had to get they the win to get tonight, this tonight, especially going against the New York Giants. Mark Zarese tomorrow afternoon on Sports Radio 94 WIP. What's going to be in store? Is it going to be is it a celebration? It is it everybody's everybody's going to be relaxed a little? Well, I can't wait to talk to my partner Johnny Marks because he did the whole show today, basically putting the pressure on Carson, saying if Carson is who we think he is. Then he pull, he'll make sure, yeah, he'll make sure we win this game tonight. If he is who we who think, we think he, is. he is, so I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. So he was he was doubting. He, he was doubting. He, he was. He was me. I'm a, I'm a card carrying member <laughs> of the Wentz wagon. So you don't have to worry about me. I'm always riding with him. Speaking of B Doc, as he said during his speech, let your haters be your elevators. <laughs> That's right. And on that note, we're going to sign off here for Ikeries. I'm Chris McPherson. You've been watching the postgame show presented by Rico. The Eagles slap around the Giants by a score of 34-13. to Have a great night, and we'll see you for complete coverage here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com all day long in the morning. Take care, everyone.